but the Scored Sports Podcast, I'll notice this podcast lame frick. We're now at episode 6 there, but we're 60 episodes through. We got an action-packed episode planned for you. NFL's rolling right now. College football playoffs are set. NBA's rolling. MLB's in the lockout. And so much more. Stay tuned. Scored Sports Lame Frick, episode 60. Let's hop in. Let's start for episode number 60. How do we always do with our headlines in the NBA? We got a lot of news in the NBA, but the Suns' wing streak stopped to the Warriors. The Warriors and the Suns. They're the two best teams in the NBA. There's no debating that, in my opinion. Warriors and the Suns are the two best teams in the NBA. And when Klay Thompson gets back for the Warriors, the Warriors going to be better? Are they going to be worse? Leave your answer in the comment section. Obviously going to be better. It's Klay Thompson, everybody. Klay Thompson, one of the best shooters of all time. Of all time, everybody. Klay Thompson, one of the best shooters of all time. This Warriors team's rolling. They're playing really, really well. Bulls, they're also playing really well. You know the team is not playing very, very well? My New York Knicks, everybody, they're 11 and 12 right now. I know they took Kemba Walker out of their rotation, but they got blasted by the Suns. They got blasted by the Bulls, and they're just not playing great basketball right now. They're down by like 30 at halftime to the Bulls that night, and then they came back. They lost by like five, but just not great stuff going on with the New York Knicks right now. Julius Randle gets a tech and a clutch moment against the Nets. What are you doing there? It's just a lot of stuff going on with the New York Knicks right now. A lot of stuff going on the NBA. Let's move into the NFL where we're in action-packed weekend. Taylor Heineke, everybody, this guy is for real. I got a segment coming up, but Washington football team, they're on a roll right now. I'm going to say right here. They're beating the Cowboys this week. They're beating the Dallas Cowboys this week in Washington, in FedEx Field. I have no doubt in my mind that Taylor Heineke leads his team to the win. And, you know, now we got to start that conversation. Is Taylor Heineke starting quarterback in the NFL? Is he a franchise quarterback? There's news today. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's going to be out for the season. He's, got it, he's having surgery on his injury they had in week one. Taylor Heineke is that guy right now. Four straight wins for the Washington football team. Just beat the Raiders on a roll right now. Brian Johnson, 56-yard kick, whatever it was, to beat there. It's just a great game by the Washington football team. You know, I don't want to blame it. I mean, I want to say, oh, ever since the Chase Young injury, Washington's been playing great, but that is what happened. They're not a better team without Chase Young, but they're just happening to win those games without Chase Young. A lot of stuff going on right now with that Washington football team playing really, really well. Do they find themselves in the playoffs? Leave your answer in the comment section. There definitely is a chance they can find themselves in the playoffs. As not, They're not going to win the NFC East because the Cowboys are probably going to run away with that one soon. I do think they beat the Cowboys this week, though. Leave your answer in the comment section. It's Taylor Heineke, starting quarterback for the next 10, 5 years in the NFL. Leave your answer in the comment section. The Cowboys are, but I just I said they were going to lose to Washington this week, but they had a nice game against the Saints on Thursday Night Football. I said they would lose that game, but Taysom Hill threw four interceptions. I'm going to give it to that Cowboys defense. Great game plan by Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn looking like one of the best defense coordinators in college and uh, the NFL right now, but doing really, really well, this Cowboys team. I know they lost to the Raiders on Thanksgiving, which, I mean, I didn't expect to happen, but they did lose to the Saints. Well-coached Sean Payton football team. And I was just, I mean, I thought Taysom Hill would do better than that. I know he did well in fantasy football, got me 25 points, but four interceptions, turnovers, everything like that. Last of going on at Saints locker room. We got what lane would I take coming up here about the New Orleans Saints in a couple minutes, in a couple segments. But New Orleans Saints, not doing great right now. Dallas Cowboys got a good win on Thursday night football. Arizona Cardinals there, but okay. I would there may have been on upset watch this week against the Chicago Bears. You know, it's bad weather, everything like that. They play in a dome. Now they have to go into Chicago. Horrible weather, terrible playing conditions. Kyler Murray, so kind of injured. But no, no, no. They played amazing. DeAndre Hopkins had a touchdown. They played amazing. Kyler Murray had a rushing touchdown. Everything looked great in that game. The defense was great. Buda Baker had a nice interception. Almost pick six off a drop by Cole Komet. They played in the elements great. Okay, they really did. This Carlos team's really coming together. Maybe the best team in the NFL. We got top five teams in the NFL coming up here in top five in a couple of minutes. But Cardinals playing really, really, really well football right now. Doing really well. You know who's also playing good football? Los Angeles Chargers there. But I know they lost to the Broncos last week, but the week before that, they beat the Steelers. Now they go up against the Bengals, everybody. In Cincinnati, I'm saying, Bengals all the way. I like Joe Burrow. I like this team. No, 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 no. Chargers, the more complete team. I know they're young. I know they're a little bit inexperienced. But they're playing well. Okay, Austin Eckler didn't have the greatest of games, but Justin Herbert 
had a great game. Keen Allen had a great game. Two touchdowns, even through a two-point conversion. Justin Herbert, just a great game all around for the Los Angeles Chargers. Dur- Derwin James played well. Everybody played well on that Chargers team. Doing really, really well. Right now, Los Angeles Chargers get a good win over the Bengals. Proving me wrong against Cincinnati Bengals. What a win that was for Los Angeles Chargers. Now, you know another team who got a great win this week? The Detroit Lions, everybody, getting their first one of the season. Okay, I'm not going to blame that game on the Minnesota Vikings because everybody plays the Lions close. They just didn't play great defense in that game. Minnesota Vikings. They really just didn't. Okay, Jared Goff had a game-winning touchdown. Who would have thought Jared Goff had a buzzer-beating touchdown? We don't see many buzzer-beating touchdowns in the NFL. And if we do, it's like a Hail Mary or something. No, this was a buzzer-beating touchdown from like the 15-yard line. Great play from Jared Goff. Great play drawn up by Dan Campbell. Great play by this Lions team. Getting their first one of the season. This is the best one-win team of all time. Maybe in sports history. Any sport, you could say. I mean, I know it's a bit outrageous, but a lot of stuff going on with that Lions team right now. God, good win. I know they're probably not going to keep Jared Goff after this year, but doing really, really well right now. Detroit Lions. God, I mean, almost beat the Bears on in Thursday and Thanksgiving, and then you know, they got they almost beat the Steelers the week before that, tied them. Now they get a good win against the Vikings. Just I know they're not going to make the playoffs. I know they're not going to make a splash. I know they might not even win their game for the rest of the year. But Lions, good, good win against the Minnesota Vikings. I, I mean, getting their first one of the season. Let's move to another team. Gardner Minshew and the Philadelphia Eagles. I know they played the Jets. I know they played the Jets, but they played Giants week before, and Jalen Hurts didn't look good. John Rager didn't look good. They really didn't, those guys. But Gardner Minshew goes into... New York against the Jets in place grade 20 25. Two touchdowns. I'm not saying, hey, hey, let's start Gardner Mitchell of Jalen Hurst. I would oppose that with every single th- uh, thought I have. I would say, no, 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 that would be the worst this season ever to start Gardner Minshew over Jalen Hurts. I just don't think either are very good NFL quarterbacks right now. I just don't. I mean, Gardner Minshew could see him as a Ryan Fitzpatrick, Taylor Heineke type of player in the future. A journeyman. He's going to be clutch when you need him. He's going to be, he's not going to win you a playoff game. He's not going to get you 10 wins on the season. But if you need him to step up against a mediocre team like the Jets, he's going to get the win. He's going to play well. That's Gardner Minshew for everybody. But let's move to Seattle Seahawks, everybody. What a game that was against 49ers, everybody. Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson played well. George Kittle on the 49ers side had 40 fantasy points. Played amazing. Jimmy Garoppolo played pretty well. Elijah Mitchell, everybody on that 49ers team played well. But the Seahawks just looked better that day. Probably the best game by the Seahawks played this year against the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Really, really good game played by Seattle Seahawks. Now, I want to move over. The New England Patriots, uh, Patriots, everybody. You can say, they only threw the ball three times on Night Football. How is that possible to win a game throwing the ball three times? That might be one of the best game plans we've seen in the NFL all this year. Okay, Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, clearly had a game plan. But people say, oh, they, they just saw that. Mac Jones wasn't playing all well early in the game. They decided, hey, we're not going to throw the ball that much. No, no, no. The game plan going into that game was, hey, we're in the elements. We can win this game with defense. We can win this game running the ball. Okay, we don't need to force many passes. We need to pass. We will. We need to pass three times, apparently. I mean, I would have maybe passed a little bit more, maybe like 10 times, but outcoached. That's what the Bills were in that game. They were outcoached. Sean McDermott got outcoached. Brian DeBull got outcoached. Leslie Frazier, their defense coordinator, got outcoached in that game. They played good. They ran the ball great. The England Patriots got that big one by Damian Harris for 68 yards. A lot of stuff going on right now in that New England Patriots locker room. Playing great football. Just playing great football. I mean, how many wings How many wins in a row do they have now? Five, six, whatever it might be. Chiefs also playing great football right now. Chiefs are eight and four, everybody. They are eight and four. That's amazing. Okay. We were writing them off when they were five and four. We were writing them off. We were writing them off all this time. Patrick Mahomes lost to the Tennessee Titans. Patrick Mahomes lost to the Buffalo Bills. Now they look like one of the best teams in the NFL. Are they in my top five list coming up? You'll see here in a couple minutes. But Chiefs playing really, really good football right now. That's about it for the headlines this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section.
Talk, Squared Sports, NFL game. There, everybody, let's hop into it. We got a great Thursday night football match here. We got two teams fighting for a playoff spot. I know they're in different conferences, but it's going to be a good game. Steelers, Vikings, there, everybody. I'm excited for this one. I was going back and forth a lot in this one, but I'm going with the Vikings. I know they lost the Lions last week. You'd say, how can you pick the Vikings if they lost the Lions? But they have good wins over the Chargers. They have good wins over the Packers. They almost beat the Ravens. It's a good team, the Vikings. I know they had a bad loss. I know the Steelers just won a game against the Ravens, which is a great game. And they mentioned that in the headlines, but that was a great game by the Steelers. Great game by Mike Tom. Maybe I'll coach John Harbaugh on that one. But playing really, really well right now. I mean, Steelers, but I'm going with the Vikings. This one over the Steelers on Thursday Night Football. Now, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Washington football team. I already said my pick. I'm not going to talk much into this one, but Washington. Defense wins the game. Taylor Honke makes enough plays, wins the game. I'm sorry, Dak Prescott. I'm sorry, Dalen Pollard, but I think you guys lose this one. I'm sorry, Mike McCarthy. Sorry, Dan Quinn. I'm taking Washington this one over the Dallas Cowboys. Ravens, Browns there, but we saw his teams play two weeks ago. We saw Lamar Jackson throw four interceptions. The Browns still didn't even win that game. I'm taking the Ravens this one over the Browns. Maybe even big, 35-17. to 17. Give me the Ravens, even after about week. I don't know about this Browns team. I really don't know if Baker sticks it out for another year with this Browns team. I don't think he's, he might not be the starting quarterback next season. You never know. But I am taking the Ravens this one over the Browns. Raiders, Chiefs, everybody. This is going to be a fun, good divisional matchup. Raiders just had a tough loss to the Washington football team. But had a good win the week before against the Cowboys. It's going to be a back-and-forth matchup a little bit. But we saw his teams play a couple weeks ago in Las Vegas. Chiefs stomped on them. I might, I mean, that might happen here. But give me the Chiefs in this one. 35-31 over Las Vegas Raiders. 49ers, Bengals there, but this can be a fun one. 49ers, off, I mean, both teams off bad losses pretty much. Uh, 49ers lose to a bad Seahawks team. Bengals lose to, I mean, just got a bad loss against Chargers. Got blown out a little bit at home there. But I am taking the 49ers this one over the Bengals. I think coaching, I think Kyle Shanahan outcoaches Zach Taylor in this one. I know that offense, I mean, that offense, George Kill had the best game of this season. I think he has another great game this week against that Bengals secondary. I really do think uh, the 49ers win this one over the Bengals. Give me the 49ers over the Bengals. Bills, Buccaneers, everybody. All right, this is going to be a fun one. The Bills are 7-5, and five, though, everybody. You need to realize that. The Bills are 7-5. and five. I think they had 13 wins all last season. The max they can get right now is 12. That's why I think that. Bills, not off to, I mean, just not a little bit skid right now. I think they lose another one. I think they go 7-6. and six. Buccaneers advance 10-3. Give me the Buccaneers in this one. Over Buffalo Bills. Now, Rams, Cardinals, everybody. Monday Night Football. This is going to be a fun matchup. Played a couple weeks ago, gave the Rams their first loss of the season, and now the Rams have three losses on the season. But it's going to be a fun game. I think it goes back and forth, but give me Kyler Murray over Matthew Stafford. I think Matthew Stafford plays well in this one. He had a great game last week. Odell Beckham sure gets another touchdown last week. But I think the Carl's defense maybe makes a key stop late in the game. Kyler Murray makes, maybe makes another great play, whatever you, uh, whatever it might be. But I'm taking the Carl's this one over the Los Angeles Rams. That's about for Squared Sports NFL Game Day. Let's get that perfect record this week. Now, top five, everybody. I already hinted it. Top five teams in the NFL. And I want to give two honorable mentions right here. First one, the Indianapolis Colts. If we were doing a top 10 list, I would put them in here. I would put them above the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not going off record, everybody. I know they're seven and six. I wish they could put I could put them in my top five. Too many better teams. I think this team could easily win a playoff game. If it's Bills, Colts in a playoff game, I'm taking the Colts in that one. If it's Colts, Cowboys in the Super Bowl, I'm taking the Colts in that one. That's a very rare chance happening there. But Colts, really, really good team. I know they, I know John Taylor had a bit of a bad game against the Buccaneers last week. They kind of figured him out a little bit, but it's still one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL. Carson Wentz playing great, great football right now. Carson Wentz gets a lot of hate, but he gets a lot of shade. But you know, look, you know, don't look at the stats. Watch the games. Carson Wentz is a good player. I've been watching that hard knock series. Colts, they I mean Carson Wentz just makes more like a person. Carson Wentz 
Good player. Really, really good player. One of the most underrated players in the NFL. I know he got hate last year, but this is a new year, everybody. New year, everybody. Carson Wentz doing really, really well this season. The stats might not show it. Everything else might not show it. But this team, this Colts team, Frank Rick, one of the best state coaches in the NFL. They definitely are an honorable metric. Let's say seventh best team in the NFL, Indianapolis Colts. Now, the other honorable metric I was going to throw out there, the Baltimore Ravens, everybody. This Baltimore Ravens team, it's they're interesting. I know they had a bad loss last week against the Steelers, and if they didn't lose that game, I'd probably put them in here right now. But they're a team where their quarterback could throw four interceptions, and they can still win a game. Okay, and they, that's how good they are. I think this defense is going to come together a little bit in the, these next couple of weeks. The running game's coming together a little bit, and finally adjusting after losing all their running backs. Seems like in the preseason, Lamar Jackson picking things up in that running game. But this Ravens team's going to bounce back. One of the best teams in the NFL, Baltimore Ravens, one of the best tight ends NFL in Mark Andrews. Let's move into our top five, though. The top five teams in the NFL. Five, the Arizona Cardinals. You can say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I have the Arizona Cardinals number one on my list. How do you have them in number five? Well, listen to the teams I have above. I'm not going to say them right now, but I'll say it. The four is the Patriots. If you have Super Bowl, Cardinals, Patriots, I'm taking the Patriots on that one. It showed last year when they played. I'm not going off last year, but Bill Belichick knows how to outcoach an offensive mind like Cliff Kingsbury. He knows how to outgame plan. Maybe a player like Kyler Murray knows that game plan for them. He knows that game plan for all these guys on the Arizona Cardinals team. I am taking the Patriots over the Cardinals. Patriots, fourth best team in the NFL. Mac Jones, really? I mean, people hate on Mac Jones. People hate on him before the draft. He doesn't have the great stats. He threw three passes the other night. He's not great in my fantasy football league. Why should I believe Patriots the fourth best team in the NFL? Mac Jones playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this year. He's playing better than Ben Roethlisberger. He's playing better than Baker Mayfield. He's playing better than a lot of veterans. He's playing better than Ryan Tannehill. He's playing better than a lot of NFL veterans, a lot of players on NFL playoff teams. He's playing better than Kirk Cousins even. Okay, Mac Jones, really, really good player. One of the most underrated players in the NFL, like Carson Wentz. And people give him shade, but he executes that Bill Belichick game plan perfectly, perfectly, that playbook. Everything like that. That's the Patriots. That's the way the Patriots run. They can throw three passes in the game. And they can still win that game. That's how they roll. That Patriots, fourth best team in the NFL. Number three, the Green Bay Packers, everybody. Okay, Packers. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on Aaron Rodgers right now. Is the toe broken? Is it this? Is it that? Is he going to be able to play? Everything like that. Yep. They beat the Rams last week. They're a really good team, Packers. Third best team in the NFL, Green Bay Packers. Number two, you can call me crazy. You can say this, you can say that. How do you have the Cardinals below this team? How do you have the Cowboys not on this list? How do you have the Patriots below this team even? It's the Kansas City Chiefs, everybody. I know we all hate Patrick Mahomes. I know we all hate the Kansas City Chiefs. But the reality is, this team only has four losses on the year. They have the same exact record as the New England Patriots. They have a better record than the Buffalo Bills. They're probably better than your favorite team. Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs, one of the best teams in the NFL. No to be about second best team in the NFL. Kansas City Chiefs. The defense finally come together. The defense finally come together. The running game is coming together. Clyde was hilarious being healthy now. It was everything like that. The running game was healthy. Yeah, healthy. And now people figured out Patrick Mahomes, everything like that. They're adjusting. People figured out the uh, Chiefs way. Just throw the ball downfield to Tyreek Hiller, Travis Kelsey. But they're adjusting. They're getting quick plays. They're adjusting. They're getting 15-yard gains instead of just 30-yard gains every single play. They're not getting 15, 20-yard plays a game. They're getting, like, two. They're getting three, something like that. I know Chiefs are adjusting, everybody, but when it's all said and done, we could still have a Chiefs-Buccaneers Super Bowl. I mean, if I choose right now, Super Bowl, I'm taking the Chiefs and the Buccaneers in that Super Bowl game. But number one on this list right now, it's Tampa Bay Buccaneers, everybody. Three losses on the year, one of the best records in the NFL. No, they about Tampa Bay Buccaneers, best team in the NFL. That's about for top five this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section.
And I didn't know if by this week's day now, did you know? In the college ball playoff, in the seven years of the college ball playoff coming up on eight this year, the number three seed has never, never, ever won the national championship. We're talking about Clemson or Ohio State from last year didn't win the national championship. A couple other teams. The number three seed in the college ball playoff has never, ever won the national championship. I expect that to happen again this year. I don't think Georgia wins the national championship. I think you lose to my Michigan Wolverines in the Orange Bowl, which I'd be happy to see Georgia, number three seed right now. And you could say, hey, maybe the best three seed of all time because they were number one seed last week. But never know. Georgia, third seed right now. Didn't know. The number three seed in the college football playoff in the eight years, seven years we've had the college football playoff. Number three seed has never, ever won a national championship. Didn't know that? Leave that in the comment section. That's about for didn't know this week. As I was writing out this episode, I was thinking, who should be my spotlight this week? I was thinking maybe it should be the Cowboys, how they're str- I mean, how they might have a bad end of the season, Colts, because I'm loving how they're playing right now. But I'm a roll Taylor Heineke as my spotlight this week. I know I talked about him a little bit in the headlines, but I love Taylor Heineke. I love how he's playing. It's crazy to think. A year ago today, he was taking finals. He was in class at Old Dominion. Did he think one year ago later, one year later, he would be the starting quarterback of an NFL team? in a position to make the NFL playoffs, looking like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Let me throw some facts to you right now. Taylor Heineke has more yards than Ben Roethlisberger, Taylor, Ryan Tannehill, we all love, Jared Goff, former number one overall pick, Jimmy Garoppolo, former second-round pick, looking like a great player for an hours right now, Trevor Lawrence, former number one overall pick, Zach Wilson, I know he's missed a lot of games, Jalen Hurts, who I know some people love, but he's missed, I mean, missed last game, but... And also, one more, Kyler Murray. I know Kyler Murray's missed a bunch of games, but still, that's a bit of an interesting thing there. Taylor Heineke has more yards than all of those players. That's three number one draft picks. Kyler Murray, Trevor Lawrence, and Jared Goff, everybody. Interesting stuff throughout there. Taylor Heineke, I love how he's coming into his own this year. He's playing like a great quarterback. I hope this Washington team makes the playoffs. I don't even care if they beat my New York Jets. I just want this team to get in the playoffs. I think they beat the Cowboys in the playoffs. I think they could beat the Rams in the playoffs. I think they can have a shot at the Super Bowl. And maybe not that big, but, I mean, conference championship, whatever it might be. This team is a really, really good team. Washington football team, one of the most underrated teams in the NFL, up there with the Colts, up there with the Ravens, up there with these other teams. Washington football team, Taylor Heineke. I mean, if we had an MVP, LEP, if we were still doing that, Taylor Heineke would be MVP this week. No debate about it. That's about for my Taylor Heineke spotlight this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. It's that time of year, everybody. The college football season has ended. At least the main postseason. Now we're in bowl season. Now we're in the playoffs. So you can't get the highs. You can't get all these words. Let's sort of square sports. 2021-2022. College football season. Oh, Wardra. Let's all pitch you. Who was the best quarterback in college football this year? Was it CJ Stroud? It wasn't Kenny Pickett. It wasn't Billy Zappe. It was Bryce Young. Bryce Young was the best quarterback in college football this year. He had James Williams. I know I've been hitting on Bryce Young a lot this year, but really came to his own past couple of weeks. I mean, the only reason Alabama won that Auburn game was because Bryce Young. I know he played horrible that whole entire game. But then they get into the fourth quarter. They get into that last drive. You have one minute. You have to go 97 yards in one minute. And Bryce Young gets a touchdown with 27 seconds left on the clock. That's amazing. Bryce Young, the best quarterback in college football this year, gets a win over Georgia. The only quarterback this year to get a win over Georgia was Bryce Young. Bryce Young, best quarterback in college football. Bryce Young. Now, who is the best coach in college football? I'm 
give two right here. It was Jim Harbaugh, and it was Dave Aranda. Both coaches had two wins last year. Dave Aranda won the Big 12 championship in his second year after having two wins last year, having a new quarterback, having to roll with his backup quarterback in the Big 12 championship game. A defensive guru, Dave Aranda, is definitely one of the best coaches in college football this year. God, Jim Harbaugh for my Coach of the Year award, Squared Sports Coach of the Year award, Jim Harbaugh and Dave Aranda. Jim Harbaugh, I mean, I've said so much about him this year. My Michigan Wolverine head coach. I am so happy with how Jim Harbaugh's coached. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I didn't think we'd win the Big Ten this year. I didn't think we'd make the playoff. I hoped, but I didn't believe. And I'm so happy that Michigan's in the playoff. And I am so happy Michigan won the Big Ten championship. And I'm so happy that Jim Harbaugh should definitely be coach of the year. Everybody can say, Mel Tucker, Mel Tucker, Mel Tucker. Did Mel Tucker win a conference championship game? No. Dave Rand did that. Did Mel Tucker have a better record than Jim Harbaugh did last year? Yeah, he did. Jim Harbaugh had a worse record than Mel Tucker did last year. Had a bigger improvement than Bell Tucker did. I'm taking Jim Harbaugh and Dave Rea as my coach of the years this year. Who is the best wide receiver in college football this year? You could say, it's the, you could give it to the whole Ohio State receiving core. You can give it to Jordan Asson. You can give it to Jack Smith and Jigba. You can give it to Chris Olave. You can give it to Garrett Wilson. But I'm going to give it to Jameson Williams. 13 touchdowns in the year. Ohio State transfer, actually. Jameson Williams, I mean, carried Alabama all year. He and Bryce Young carried Alabama all year. They would have lost that Tennessee game if not for Jameson Williams. They would have lost that Arkansas game if not for Jameson Williams. And they definitely would have got blown out in that Texas A&M game if not for Jameson Williams. Jameson Williams was the best wide receiver in college football this year. No debate about Screwed Sports 2021-2022 Best Wide Receiver Award is going to Jameson Williams. Who had the best offense this year? There's a lot. You'd say, it's Ohio State, it's Ohio State, it's Ohio State. Might be Georgia, might be Alabama, might be somebody else. I'm going to give it to Ole Miss. Ole Miss... Had one of the best rushing attack. I think they actually did have the best rushing tag of all Power Five teams over Michigan, over Florida, over all these teams. I know Army, uh, Air Force, Navy are up there, but that's because they only run the ball again. But Ole Miss bounced the ball so well this year. Okay, they ran the ball amazing with Snoop Connor and Jerry Neely. They threw the ball great with Macarell, got snubbed as my Heisman finals. Macarell should have been Heisman finals, everybody. It's just because recency biased. Macarell should have been. Husband Files, no debate about the best offense in college football this year. I'm giving to Lane Kiffin's offense. Give me Ole Miss. This is the best offense in college football this year. Who had the best defense this year? It was George, everybody. There is no debating that. If you think anything else, get off this episode. Swipe off this episode right now. Stop listening to it. It was Georgia. Best defense in college football this year was Georgia. I don't care about that Alabama game. Going into that Alabama game, they'd given up like 50 points all season. I know they gave up like 41 in that game, but... Averaging 9.6 points a game, giving up. Georgia, the best defense in college football this year. One of the best defenses we've seen in the past 10 years. I'm worried about Michigan Wolverines going up against that, but I didn't think we can get the job done. Best defense in college football this year was Georgia. Who was the best freshman in college football this year? There's a lot of cans. You could say Caleb Williams. You could say somebody else, but I'm going to give it to Caleb Williams there. But he came in that Texas game in the Red River rivalry and played amazing. Had 300 yards. Then he goes against the next week against TCU. Has a great game. Struggles against Kansas the next week after that. Then has a good game against Iowa State. Led this team to 10 wins. I know Spencer Rattler got them like four of those, but that was against like Western Carolina, West Virginia, a lot of bad teams. Spencer Rattler wasn't that great for this team this year. Caleb Williams, I mean, just all the turmoil going on this year with this head coach, everything like that. Caleb Williams was the best freshman in college football this year. No debate about it. Who was the best player in college football this year. This is our squared sports. Heisman, pretty much. But it's the squared sports best player in college football award. I'd love to give this to Aiden Hutchinson my Michigan Wolverines. I would love to. But it's Bryce Young, everybody. It's Bryce Young. The only quarterback to beat Georgia. The only quarterback. I mean, he just bounced back so well. He had a great... I mean, he was the Heisman favorite after week one. And then he got slipped for a while. I was thinking, Bryce Young, this guy's not a Heisman candidate. He's not a top five player in college football. Now I'm going to say, Bryce Young, you were the 
best player in college football this year. No, did that. Bryce Young was the best player in college football. Now, the last word on here. Who was the most dominant player in college football? I think Aiden Hutchinson should be the runner-up for Heisman. Should be very, very close. I hope Aiden Hutchinson wins it, but I just think Bryce Young was the best player in college football this year. But the most dominant, the biggest X-factor college football this year, that was Aiden Hutchinson. No bad bat. That's about for a squared sports 2021 2022 College Football Award Show. Leave your thoughts in the comments section. Do you think Ohio State got snubbed on most of these awards? Probably did, but maybe that's my Michigan bias. Leave your answer in the comments section. That's about the Lane Frank College Football Award Show this year. Now, around the base, everybody. We did around the base last week. We talked about all them will be free agents, everything like that. But around the bases this week. We're in a walkout right now. I know a lot of MLB fans, they're upset because we're in a walkout. And free agents can't sign. Chris Bryant can't sign. Clint Kershaw can't sign. Carlos Redone can't sign. A bunch of these free agents can't sign. Right now, because of this lockout, you can say, oh, it's going to be over next week or it's going to be over in June. But this is our squared sports. New CBA. New rules for the MLB. Let's fix a baseball around the bases. Squared sports. My opinion. How to fix baseball? Let's all pinch it. No salary cap. I love how there's no salary cap in the Keep that rule. And don't make a minimum anything like that. Don't mess with the money stuff, baseball. Don't mess with the salary cap, any of that. Don't mess with any of that. That's my favorite part about baseball. It wouldn't work in the NBA. It wouldn't work in the NFL. But it works in baseball, having no salary cap. It does, in my opinion. That is one step to fix baseball. Just keep that rule. Don't change that at all. Start the season in May. Okay. Nobody's going to watch baseball when March Madness is going on. Nobody's going to watch baseball when there's other sports going on. Start it in May. The only sport going on in May is baseball. So start the season in May. Short, I mean, how many games do I have to shorten? 16, whatever it might be. Not that many. Start the season in May. Now, another one. Make every single team play each other. You have 162 games a year. You have 30 teams. And not every team plays each other. The NBA is 82 games a year. And each team plays each other twice. Like, that's amazing, NBA does, how the NBA does that. But, call, I mean, MLB, 162 games a year, have every team play each other. It's just more fun that way. Have every single team play each other. It doesn't have to be a long series. It can be a two-game series, whatever it might be. I mean, once a year, whatever it might have to be. It doesn't have to be two series a year. It can have to be one series a year, whatever it might be. I think every MLB team should play each other. Now, here's my fixes to the MLB playoffs. Make the first two rounds of the playoffs. Make the wild card. Make the NLDS, ALDS. One game each. Like how the NFL does it. One game each. I know it's a bit outrageous there, but one game each, it speeds things up. It doesn't make baseball go into December. Maybe you can still do 162 games if you do May to October or whatever it might be and then have a shortened playoffs. I think that might be the better solution. Have a shortened playoffs, have the first two rounds be one game each. Then the World Series, seven games. Championship Series, seven games. I think that those are the steps fixing baseball. It makes it more interesting. I'm not going to get into the logistics of like actual baseball game, how to fix all that. I don't want a universal DH. I'm going to say that. I don't want a universal DH. It ruins everything. I don't like a universal DH. I really don't. I think maybe the American League should even get rid of the DH because it's just ridiculous, everybody. That's about for my fixes to baseball. That's about for around the base this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. What a season of college football we had. We had top 25 every single week, and it was so much fun. I was high in Cincinnati all year. So here's my final college football showcase, top 25 of the year, until the end of the season after the National Championship, everything like that, but nobody really cares about that top 25. This is the Squirt Sports at Frank. absolute last top 25. Let's hop into it. 25-21 here. 25, UTSA. 24, Texas A&M. 23, Arkansas. 23, 
North Carolina State, 21. Wake Forest. Wake Forest is the head-to-head over North Carolina State and putting them over them. Arkansas is the head-to-head over Texas A&M. UTSA finished the year 12-1, and one of the best group of five teams this year. Do UTSA, definitely, in our rankings right now. Moving Wake Forest down after, I mean, just a rough loss in the ACC championship game. I said they would win it. They didn't. But now, let's move into 20 to 16, everybody. 20, Louisiana. 19, Clemson. 18, Kentucky. 17, San Diego State, 16, Iowa. You can say, whoa, 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 how is San Diego State still number 17 over all these teams? I know they have two losses and everything like that, but they had to go in over Utah. We all love now. Utah's in the Rose Bowl, everybody. We all love Utah, but San Diego State has a win over them. Clemson finished the year really, really strong. Got the pieces to come together. They're going to have a good year next year. There's rumors, hey, DJ Wengle is going to leave for um, Oklahoma because Brad Venables left for Oklahoma. We'll talk about that in a couple minutes, but a lot of stuff going on in that Clemson program right now. Let's go 15 to 11. 15, Oregon. 14, BYU. 13, Utah. 12, Oklahoma. And number 11, Michigan State. Everybody. Michigan State rounded out the year pretty well. 10-2, great season. Yeah, 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 all of that. Michigan State, number 11. Oklahoma didn't make a big 12 championship. Lost a coach, everything like that. Going up against that in the album mobile against Oregon where it's two interim coaches. Is anybody going to watch that game unless you're an Oklahoma or Oregon fan? Even if you are, you're really going to watch that game? Probably not. Give me Oklahoma at number 12. Utah, number 13. I know they, I mean, this is like the, tw- the equivalent of the 2016 USC team. The 2016 USC team, nobody wanted to face them at the end of the year. They had three losses. They made the Rose Bowl, and they won the Rose Bowl. This is like that. U- this is how Utah is. They're a great team. They're going to be great going into next year with Cameron Rising. Cameron Rising has freshman eligibility, everybody. That's wild to me. This team has a lot of potential of Cal Winningham. Stating that here is rumors that he might retire. Doubt it, though, because this is one of Cal Winningham's best team. Just, I mean, shame that Charlie Brewer was the starting quarterback for the first two games of the season, where they probably could have had a shot at the college football playoff Cameron Rising starting those games. But Utah, number 13. Let's go 10 to 6 right here. Or 7. Number 10, Pitt. Number 9. Oklahoma State, number eight, Ohio State, number seven, Ole Miss, everybody. Ole Miss, number seven. They're the best two lost team in the country. One of the best two lost teams in the country. I'm putting Baylor at number six, but Ole Miss, number seven, Ohio State, number eight. I know Ohio State's ranked number six in the college ball playoff rankings, but this is a scored sports lane Frank college ball rankings, and I'm putting Ohio State at number eight. Oklahoma State, rough loss in the Big 12 championship. If Oklahoma State won that game, would that be a huge debate right now? Oklahoma State or Cincinnati, but there is an Oklahoma State, number nine, and then Pitt, number 10. Let's do our top six teams in college football. Is my playoff the same as the college football playoffs? Committee's playoff. Let's see. Number six, Baylor. I already said Baylor had a great win in the Big 12 championship game. I really like big Blake Shape and their back quarterback, maybe even more than Gary Bohannon, but this can be a good team next year, Baylor. Baylor, really good team. Sixth plus team in the country, Baylor. Number five, Notre Dame. Everything with Notre Dame. Brian Kelly. Oh, what a fraud Brian Kelly is, like I said last week. But they got Marcus Freeman as their head coach. They didn't deserve to be in the playoff over Cincinnati. Because literally, Cincinnati has that head-to-head over them. There's no argument for Notre Dame being over Cincinnati. Not at all. I mean, even if they didn't play, Cincinnati would probably be uh, number four still over Notre Dame. Number five, Notre Dame. Number four, I'm putting Georgia number four, everybody. Georgia, good team. But 12-1, and one, everybody. Didn't win their conference championship game. I'm putting Georgia number four. Number three, Cincinnati. I really want to put Georgia at number three, but I don't want to see an Alabama-Georgia rematch this year. I want maybe it might be in the championship, something like that. But Cincinnati, third best team in college right now. Cincinnati. Number two, you can criticize me. You can call it crazy. It's Alabama, everybody. Alabama has a bad loss in the year. They have a loss to an 8-4 and four team on the road, but, I mean, just really got outplayed in that game, outcoached, everything like that. Alabama, second best team in college football. Leading the way. For my Michigan Wolverines to be the number one team in college football, won the Big Ten Championship game, has one loss in the year by four points to Michigan State, where a game where questionable calls were all over the field. They probably should have won that game, and, and Big Ten even issues an apology to Michigan, saying that, hey, Michigan, if they got this, should have got this call, and if we got that call, we would have won the game. Big Ten literally issued 
statement to Michigan saying that. And Jim Harbaugh said they issued a bunch of other things, but that's besides the point. We're in the college football playoff. We're the number one team in the country, in my opinion. Michigan, number one team in the country. That's about Squared Sports Lane Frank College Football Showcase this week. We're going to have back next week to pick all the bowl games, all the playoff games. Stay tuned for that. But that's about College Football Showcase this week. Now, at the buzzer, but we all love at the buzzer. This week's at the buzzer is Matt Rule, head coach of the Carolina Panthers. He fired his offense coordinator this week. He has no quarterback, has been horrible in his tenure as the Carolina Panthers head coach. Leave the Carolina Panthers. There was rumors all year how we hated the NFL and he's going to go to college football. Leave the NFL. You were great in college football. I mean, when Matt Rule left for the Panthers, I'm like, what, what, what are the Panthers doing? What's Matt Rule doing? What are all these teams doing? But I think Matt Rule, you got to get out of Carolina. You got to ship your bags. You got to go to Eugene, Oregon to be the head coach at Oregon. I know Mario Cristobal just left Miami. Be the head coach at Oregon. You can build up a program there. You got all the recruiting resources, all the recruiting resources there. You're going to beat out Brian Harson for that job, whatever it might be. I think Matt Rule should be the head coach at Oregon. That's my hot take for the day. That's about for out the buzzer this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Best for last question day. This week's question day should the college football playoff expand? My plan for the college football playoff should be the six best conference championships get all, all, all of them get in. All of them get in. Then six at large bids, whatever it might be. Then you get two lost team in the playoff. Then you get probably Utah in the playoff, which, I mean, I mean, the college ball playoff needs to be more than four. That's question day. Should the college ball playoff expand? Leave your answer in the comment section. That's about for Squirt Sports Land Frank, episode 60. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squirt Sports Instagram at Squirt Sports. Follow Squirt Sports on Twitter at Squirt Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. For the best sports content in the world. We'll be back next week, episode 61. Stay tuned. <laughs>